The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, all, and welcome back to Unmute. A couple reminders here at the top. Just wanted to remind everyone we're going to take all first time through on hands. And if we get through everyone, then we'll take second questions if we have time. Also, be respectful and give everyone the same opportunity you would like for your question being answered. And if you have questions, comments, or anything else, you can always email us at feedback at unmute.show. And Michael, how you doing? What do you got for us today? I'm doing well, Marty, and I want to thank Monica and Brad for facilitating the ACB connections and putting everything together. We really appreciate that. And uh, without them and your participation, the show definitely would not be possible and as fun as it can be. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick recap of the content that we've published. I'll also give you a couple of things that I have learned, and then we'll jump into these hands that I see are up, and we'll go ahead and go with those in a moment. So I'll reach over to Monica in a few minutes. But firstly, on Sunday, um, let me take a quick moment and step back. If you're not subscribed to the Unmute Presents podcast feed, you're missing out on a lot of content and you'll see why here in a minute. So go subscribe to it in your favorite podcast platform. We don't just publish these replays. There's a lot of additional content that's available and uh, we see that people are liking it and really appreciate uh, some of the feedback that we've been getting. On Sunday, we like to teach you how to do something. The objective with our Sunday show is for you to come away and say, hey, I can go in there and accomplish a task with that tool or that device that I just learned about on Unmute. This Sunday, a friend of the show, Demasi, who you'll hear about on Thursday talking security, stepped in and showed us how to use Mac Whisper and get a transcript of the text that you might need. Uh, as we published, it's Mac Whisper, the ultimate audio to text transcription tool, and it is available on the Mac. On Friday, we tried something new new and we are definitely open to feedback uh, we're going to try it for a little while see how it works and what we're doing is we're covering three news topics over the last week our friday finds this week were bookshare uh books uh batteries bookshare and netflix that's what happens when i'm trying to read uh, two different things at once so that was published on friday and you can give that a listen thursday uh lynn jumped in with marty and talked ai went in depth about how lynn's using it in in her everyday life and what maybe you could use it for and give you a couple of ideas. And then of course, last Tuesday, we published on April 18th, the script talk replay. So if you miss that and you're interested, Hey, what did they talk about with script talk? You can go listen to that in the podcast again, search uh, unmute presents in your favorite podcast platform, Monica, who do we have first? So I don't have to talk. We have Jewel. Hi, Jewel. Hey, Jewel. How's it going? guys i'm doing all right uh i sound a little froggy i apologize we got a bit of a cold or something <clears throat> well, hope me. you feel better quick thanks um so as you are aware because i've mentioned this before i'm learning japanese and i've been learning japanese braille i found two snags however in that japanese braille is not supported on jaws um, so my first question would be how, who do I reach out to about that? And is there a way to get around that without them implementing it 
on Jaws because that's going to take a while. So I will answer that. And I have another question after that. Yep. So I will, I will answer that real quick. Number one, I don't know about uh, Japanese Braille support and narrator. That could be a potential solution or NVDA in the interim. And what I would do is reach out to Vespero and say, hey, I need Japanese Braille support. I'm surprised that it's not there. So that's good yeah, to I was know. Surprised too. Yeah, I appreciate um, knowing that. And NVDA is open source. You might get a quicker response from NVDA, but who knows? I would give them both a try. Do you know who to currently contact in Vespero about something like this? Um, I tried to send an email and it bounced. I, I so honestly, they I know they look at their training email because I've gotten a response from them. Uh, so I'd send an email either to training or support at Vespero training. and. Yep. Uh, Vespero, okay. Yep, uh, at Vespero. Yeah, no, don't. So, if you send oops. it to Freedom Scientific, they will bounce. So try sending it yeah. to Vespero. Okay. The follow up question was um, also related to Japanese Braille and any uh, uh, non English language, really. Finding digital books in foreign language that would translate into the proper Braille. Is there any options for that to, that you know of? Would Bookshare not work? No, I've ta- been talking to them, trying to get that figured out. Their bookshare books will not translate to, to another language. Even if it, it is a book in that language, it does UEV only. I do not have an answer, but if a listener does, then hopefully they'll both raise their hand because that's, that's what I love about this show is what I don't know. Uh, hopefully I can learn. So uh, awesome. yeah, Maybe we'll let you know, Jewel, and we can reach out to you yeah. if uh, someone does reach out to us with the response. Maybe somebody's okay? reading in Spanish Braille or French Braille or something in those. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, definitely would appreciate it. Thanks, Jewel. Who do we have next, Monica? Chanel. Chanel. There we go. Would help if I use the right key to unmute. Um, so I actually finally managed to subscribe to your podcast. Or I'm actually a little bit confused because now in Overcast, I think it says follow instead of subscribe. Yep. I yep. barely look at Overcast, so I'm a little bit. Is that the new thing? To that's subscribe? the new thing. Instead of subscribing, now you're following. So okay, that's the new thing. So sorry. So if you're that's... following, then you'll get all the episodes as they get published. Cool. Um, so I did actually have a question because I listened to the one about Chat GPT, and and there, and I think last week, uh, Michael, you mentioned Mac GPT, but you mentioned having to pay. Uh, for something that wasn't, it didn't sound like the plus that Lynn was talking about. It was for using the API. So if I, if me as an average user installs Mac GPT, would I, is there anything I'd actually have to pay? So it's, it's interesting you bring that up because I think there is a little bit of confusion there, Chanel. So um, my Mac GPT, uh, let me take a step back. Mac GPT uses the API to connect to the GPT service. So chat GPT, you're interacting with the GPT service through a chat interface at chat.openai.com. When you're using Mac GPT um, and you connect via uh, API, you will have to pay, but you don't have to pay monthly. And I think that's important. I've been using Mac GPT for almost a month and I've spent less than a dollar. And it depends on your on your use case scenario of, of how you're going to use it. And if you're going to use Mac GPT, then that is going to be a more cost-effective way to go. However, and, and there's always caveats, chat GPT 
or ChatGPT Plus, which is the $20 a month, some users do have access to GPT-4, which is better at producing content, especially related to programming. And so if you're if that's something you're interested in, until it's widely available, you cannot use GPT-4 with Mac GPT unless you have a GPT-4 API key. And that's a lot of letters, a lot of confusion. Feel free to ask me to clarify anything, and hopefully it makes a little sense. So then I would need to pay if I was using Mac GPT simply to ask it a question or to have it rewrite something or, you know, that's basically what you're saying, right? Yes. And by pay, I mean fractions of pennies. Um, okay. So it's not it's not like you're paying a penny every session. As I said, I use GPT for a lot of production use, and I was just looking at my AP at my bill, and I've spent forty one cents. So okay. since I've had it for the last three weeks, which right there, it's I have one of the nice things about the the thing the API, and it might be scary to say, well, I don't know how much I'm going to use, especially when I'm getting started. Is you can go in and you can set a notice that says, hey, send me an email or let me know when I've spent a dollar. And mm-hmm. then you'll know when it, when you've spent a dollar and you can start monitoring it there. But as a backup, I have a, hey, don't let me do any more transactions once I've spent $20. Because in my mind, if I'm spending $20 on the API, then I'm not out more than what I would spend on the monthly subscription. Right. But the API, it sounds like it helps you do more than, the, than just interfacing with chat GPT on the website. Correct. It gives you access to things like Mac GPT or SGPT, which is the Siri shortcut that Federico put together. And if you if you have an API key, you can just plug that same key. So my one password entry, because all my passwords are saved in one password, has my email address, my password, and my API key. So if anything needs my key, I can just go put it in there from one password. All right. And I'd still love to see in the podcast that thing where you demo how you use Mac GPT, but very cool. I'm trying to decide. What Thank I you for Sunday's for. content. Yep. <laughs> Unless right. Marty has an objection, I will do that on Sunday. Oh, goody. No, okay. Go for it. There, there you go. go. Thank you, Chanel. Uh, who do we have next, Monica? We have Jane. Hey, Jane. Hey, Jane. How's it going? Hello. Uh, I'm good. So for the foreign language question, I might have, (laughs) I don't know if it's good news or bad news for you, but (laughs) right now the the American, how do you say this, screen readers don't do well with the, except for Spanish um, and uh, the, the languages that it does support. Uh, it does not do well with some of the foreign languages that go from uh, that right from right to left. So in my case, uh, it would be Korean. And I do know um, a little bit of Korean Braille and Spanish Braille. So, yeah. And then and to remedy that, I uh, well, you know what? I, I don't. Unless you talk to the uh, people at NV Access, who's done more with the, uh, you see, I don't know if, um, I know in Korean Braille, we use, we don't really use UEB. So <laughs> we, we use, uh, I mean, it's still Braille, but it's just not UEB. So, but, but, 
it depends on the uh, your screen reader. Um, so I mean, that's the news there. But my question was uh, on the Mac. If I mute a conversation, uh, say text, and I mute them, but I also put my focus on do not disturb. Um, my text, even though I, I put everything on do not disturb, and it still comes through, even though I muted the person so that I don't get notified. I, I don't know how to fix it. So if I'm understanding correctly, because I just want to make sure that, that we're getting it and uh, figured out, if you mute someone in messages and you go on do not disturb, the conversation that you mute still comes through? Yeah. Or all messages it. still come through? No, the conversation that I just muted. I need to play me. with this. That is interesting. I don't mute conversation, uh so interesting there's, there's two different i mean one is just muting within messages and one is muting the device itself or you know going into do not disturb they're two different things so uh you'll probably have to play with the settings in two different areas i would concentrate more on going into your focus modes or going into do not disturb opposed to worrying about the messages because if you're in do not disturb or a focus mode you will get the note you will get the information but it should not notify you until you go off do not disturb or whatever focus mode that you have and you can set all those up you know when you go to put whatever focus mode together that you would want to do or just straight go do not disturb and then it just turns off every notification we did all that even <laughs> offer something okay. go for it joel okay okay um if you have that contact in your favorites or your emergency bypass that may be the issue which um, i don't like, I, I don't want this person okay. in any of my okay. emergencies yeah. <laughs> mm. how about yeah. hide alerts I, I did all that it's still emergency bypass through. even if you mute the conversation even yeah. if you are and do not disturb it'll still come through yeah, and so strange. So, and just, just real fast. Um, Japanese Braille works with voiceover. I'm not sure Korean does, but it probably does. Just it thought, does. You know, know. It yeah, so work. voiceover works great. I don't know about the Perfect. again Windows. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> but with with Japanese Braille, I know voiceover works great. Good to know. Well, thank thank you for that, Jewel. And Jane, that is an interesting one. I'm going to have to try to mute someone in messages and then see if that... Uh, I'll, I'll mute my wife. I'll, I'll tell her it was all in the, the purpose of the show. See, that's why I muted her. Uh, so I will try that and see if I can duplicate that because that sounds like it could be a bug. Um, I don't have an answer for you. Uh, but, but thank you. Uh, Monica, who do we have next? We have Beth. Hey, Beth, how's it going? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, have a question. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I, yeah, my phone was talking, but I, um, try to delete Spotify from my computer and I went to settings and it didn't say anywhere where I have to 
delete it because it works good on my phone. It does not work well on my computer and neither does Amazon music. And it so, comes, keeps coming up when I want to go like do something else, like, you know, go to system access and get my mail or whatever email. So, so from, so you can't find the remove programs uh, option in settings with Windows key I, is that correct? Window, oh, Windows key I. Yes, Windows key I will take you into settings. And then you should be able to find the remove application, uh, remove apps, I believe is what it's called. Another way to get there as well, Beth, is if you hit your Windows key, that'll put you in a search field. And you can start typing Spotify or just press the letter S. And I suspect that's why it's popping up when you're trying to go to system access because Spotify starts with the S too. But when that comes up and you hear it say Spotify, you can press your applications key or shift F10 and you should be able to either remove or at least unpin it from the start menu. So when you type the letter S, the first thing that comes up is system access. Okay. So, Un, un, that's what unpin you said unpin yep unpin means that you don't want it to always show up in your in your uh start menu so if you choose unpin then it won't show up in your start menu all the time oh because i think i saw that i would just wasn't sure what it meant so yep yep yeah. and again you can get there by pressing the windows key to uh open your start menu start type in spotify and then uh, hit shift f10 or applications key okay Oh, okay. Yeah. Think that's, of, that's, think of get, pin as like a cork board. You take something and you pin it up there and it holds it in place. Well, it's kind oh. of the same thing on the computer that when you pin something in place, that means it's not going to move. It's going to stay right there. And if you don't want it right. to stay right there, then you can unpin it and then it will go away. Yeah, that that's what because I hit the Windows key and I do see my apps. So that's what Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll try that. Perfect, Beth. Thank you very much. We will Thank go you. To, we will mm-hmm. go to this next hand in a quick moment, but I do see right now it's the last hand. So if you have a question or a comment or a suggestion, feel free to raise your hand. Who do we have next, Monica? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Um, we have area code nine seven zero ending in eight seven four. I think that's Catherine. Hello. Hi, uh, this is Catherine. Um, I have a question about the um, steps to do Zoom on the blind shell phone. Um, I've asked this before, but if you have it, the steps written down in like a podcast, can you let me know or can you still send me the short version and the long version to do that? So we've emailed that to you a couple of times. I'm not sure why it hasn't come through to you, Catherine, but I will. Um, it has not. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. Um, uh, yes, I will try to get that sent over to you. I may have an incorrect email for you, Catherine. So if it's possible, can you send us an email to feedback at unmute.show and ask for that information? And then we'll reply with that. So that way we know we have the correct email address. Okay, so it's feedback at unmute.show. Uh, dot show dot show okay i'll do that and then um my other question is is there a way to watch audio described movies or just regular movies on the blind shell so yes and no 
Um, in a tra traditional sense as to watching it on Netflix or Hulu or uh, HBO, um, unless you interact with those services web pages directly and can access the language menu to switch to audio description, um, you, you wouldn't be able to just use their application like you normally would on a, on a tra traditional smartphone. However, um, if you can access the Netflix website and you can change the language to audio description, then you would be able to listen to it. Or there are services like uh, Cero and uh, Audio Vault, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, that will let you listen to audio um, tracks of the audio description videos. So that is a couple of options for you as well. If you've never uh, checked out Audio Vault, we just did recently a uh, podcast on that, all the details, but it is really great. You can download an audio form and you really could put it anywhere. So, you know, it's just an audio file. You get to listen to the movie with the auto description and it doesn't cost you anything. So nope. I would check okay. that out. Now, one last thing, Catherine. One mm -hmm. last thing, because I, I'm guilty of this and I forget about it. Audio description is great and I love having it and I'm greatly appreciative of that fact. However, as a completely blind individual, an audio drama as a podcast could give you a similar experience to an audio description. Uh, so search for audio drama in the podcast app and uh, you'll come up with some interesting results. Yeah, I've done, I've done that before. Now, uh, if you have had a subscription to Sarah before, um, do you need to tell them something special to say that you uh, want it on your phone or can you not get it on um uh, um, the blind shell without going to the Sarah website because I've so, tried it and it didn't work for me. Yep. At this time, you have to go through the website. If you'd like to see Sarah on the blind shell, please reach out to them and blind shell and let them know that you'd like that application available. Okay. Yeah. I haven't told Sarah that, but I've told yep. Diane that several uh, times. Well, well, well I, will, I will go ahead. Yeah. I will go ahead and um, send um, a um, email to you. Thank Perfect. you so much. Thanks a lot, Catherine. Bye. Who do we have next, Monica? We have Sharon Strakowski. Hi, Sharon. Hey, Sharon. How are you doing? Put, she said my name just perfectly. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Well, good job, right? Monica. Thanks. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to make a comment. I had asked a question, I don't know, last week or the week before about sometimes getting the CNN news feed and swiping down to read the whole thing with say all and getting out of it inadvertently. And I figured out that one, because I did it again, but I figured out that if I scroll, uh, like it brings me to the end of a page that has um, all kinds of Apple news feeds. But if I bring it back to the top to page one, it brings me back to CNN. So I just wanted to pass that on to people in case that happened. If that makes Perfect. sense. So it sounds like it's just scrolling to the next page, but when you go back and you go back up to the top, then it you takes you back it. to the CNN. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming back. I don't know what made back. me think to try it, but it, but it worked. Well, we appreciate the follow-up. And as I said earlier, it's one of the reasons we enjoy doing this is we all learn something new. So thank you for that, Sharon. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Have a good day. You as well. 
Okay, next we have Scott Edwards. Hey, Scott, how you doing? All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, you mentioned earlier uh, about pinning to the start menu. Well, uh, probably an even more handy place I'd say is uh, if you pin to the if you pin something to the to the task bar, then you have the hot the hot keys win uh, Windows one at least through I guess Windows zero or something. Yep. Finally. So, like for my most commonly used uh, Windows apps, which aren't very many, um, that I've I've put on the taskbar, I've I've pinned to the taskbar. So I, that way, all, all I have to do is win, like Windows One or Windows Two, and then and they will uh, just launch like that way. So it's very handy to pin stuff to the taskbar to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a great tip that I think is is undervalued. And another thing is, if you're wondering, well, what's in the order of my taskbar? If you hold the Windows key and you tap the letter T for taskbar, that'll take you down to the taskbar and put you on the first item, correct? Um, yeah, so... so uh, yeah, I, I haven't really done that much, yeah. but I would imagine... And, and then but, you just yeah. use your left and arrow keys. And when you hear like the first icon for me is Microsoft Edge. And so holding Windows key and pressing the number one will then open Microsoft Edge. Or if uh, Zoom is number two, then I just hold Windows key and tap number two. Yeah, Thank you, Scott. Been... Yeah, would be great. helpful too. <laughs> All right. Perfect. There, there are no hands right now. All righty. Well, Anything in Clubhouse? No, got a few listeners, but no raised hands. Lauren raised her hand. Thanks, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hey, guys, how you guys doing? I, I, a, first of all, I like the, the podcast. is very informative. Um, also, I've, first of all, and some concerns. When I get on, on Gmail, I have a problem with Gmail again. Uh, it's, it's my read a message. It takes me a really long time just to get to the main part of the message. It keeps going uh, either display or it says unsubscribe when I don't want to unsubscribe or it says uh, or it says um, mail by uh, the, the more details uh, and it goes back over and over again. It gets me back to where I don't want to. It, do, it doesn't get me right to where you thought the message is about, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't say that. It doesn't do that. I don't know what, what's happening. Is this Gmail? On what? I'm Windows. It's a standard view. But are you using it in webmail or are you using some sort of an app like Outlook no, this or is, something like that? This is web. This is a webmail. I'm, gotcha. I'm almost inclined. I hate doing this, but I, I'm almost inclined to use the basic HTML, which I don't like doing, but it's the most straightforward <laughs> thing I can do. I, I completely get it. It's it's not ideal. I will tell you that what I have uh, done in some instances is did a find for the word date because then that'll put me in the header information and I can see when that message was sent and then read down from there. But I can totally relate to where you're coming from where when you hit enter on a message, you would hope it would either just start reading or at least put your focus at the top of the message because that makes sense. So yes, I can relate to your issues for sure. One, one other suggestion which might make it easier is actually putting your Gmail in an app on your computer like Outlook or you know uh, maybe there's another email app you like better but sometimes you get a little more control when you actually use an app that's locally on your computer instead of just using the browser all the time. 
Oh, I want to try that. And, and also with Microsoft Edge, I'm having a hard time. Because when I get on it, it's, it doesn't do anything, especially with NVDA, with either with YouTube or with, you know, I don't know, it's Google's, I don't know what's going on. You know, cause even when I do a Google search, it, well, it'll say, Oh, go ahead, Lauren. Sorry. It'll, it'll say, for example, um, let's say I want to search for the weather and, and then it'll, and then it'll give me no links. It'll say, uh, do you want to remove this result or whatever? And it'll, it'll just give me, Stuff that I, I didn't even go go on, you know, stuff that I even, I mean, it just does like has a mind of its own. I mean, I don't know what it, what's going so, on. So it almost makes me wonder if something else is uh, installed in either Edge or Chrome, depending on the browser you're using. One thing oh. that I I can remind you and other people of that I almost forgot about is if you download the free Be My Eyes application, you can actually go into Specialized Assistance and then choose Google, and you can call Google Accessibility directly from your phone. They can see what's going on on your computer screen and possibly yeah. give you some tips for being able to navigate Gmail a little faster. That's a problem. I don't have a, uh, an iPhone and I, you know, I'm having problems getting out, you know, all those things. And gotcha. I'm, I'm, I use a computer. I mainly use a computer. That's the problem. Gotcha. That is important right. feedback. I appreciate that. So hopefully some of those tips will help you out there though, Lauren. Okay. All right. Fine date. All right. I'll see what I can do. And also I have another question with zoom. How do I find the original sound? People keep uh, getting, you know, getting on me about that. So in order to turn so original sound will not show up unless you go into Zoom settings under audio and there's a checkbox that says um, show original sound toggle or something similar to that. Um, and it's under the for musician section. And when you when you check that, then you'll have a toggle in your Zoom meeting for original sound. Unless that's checked, you won't see that original sound toggle. Uh, but right, once I'll you have it checked, every time you go into a meeting, it's going to show up right there, and you can choose to turn it on or off straight away. Yep. Okay, great. I'll, I'll try all those things. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks. No problem. Thank you. Very informative. Thank you. Very helpful. Of course. Who do we have next, Thanks. Monica? Lisa G. Hi. Hey, Lisa. How you doing? Good afternoon. Well, thank you. How are you all? Good, good. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have a strange issue going on with my phone. I have an iPhone 12 mini. Uh, I've, it's updated. I turn it off and on and I swipe away my screens. When I try to join my ACB calls, some of them I have in my calendar because they're weekly in the same number. So I save the phone numbers because I have trouble with internet connection. And when I'm pressing them, whether I press it from my calendar, whether I press it from the ACB website, right from the email, I press it, it'll say, you know, it'll, it'll say, welcome to Zoom. And then it says, please enter your meeting ID. And then sometimes it just says, goodbye. And it throws me off or it cycles in and then it won't do the, all the numbers for the one tap mobile, which has worked before. And sometimes it will work strangely enough. But a lot of times it doesn't. That's why I had to figure out how to get on here on Zoom today because it keeps throwing me off. off do, you, of my phone. do you have the actual Zoom app installed on your phone? I do, but I'm not, I can't always have internet. So that's my problem. So I can't, and I don't have a lot of data to use mm. Zoom. So I use my phone mostly. You know, it's usually always my phone, but I'm getting thrown off of calls and I can't get into them. And sometimes my phone has also been cutting out. It's a Verizon. Um, mm -hmm. I have Verizon 
And sometimes I'm talking on the phone and somebody can't hear me and I know it's going to hang up or I can't hear them and then it's going to disconnect. Do you, and, have, you, know, do you have not great uh, service at your house? I've had great service. I don't know what's happening. It's, it's like I haven't had a problem with service. So and I don't it's definitely know. not. You definitely know you have good service for making phone calls. That's definitely not the issue. No, unless something changed, I've always had good service. And um, I've called Verizon and they can't seem to. It's hard to get, even get a hold of anybody in Verizon <laughs> anymore. Well, yeah. I have some bad news for you. Um, the bad news is I can confirm that you're not the only one having issues with dialing in with the one touch dial and it hanging up on you. Um, we spent several minutes with a local chapter member uh, for our ACB affiliate uh, last week trying to get him called in. And, and I think it took us like 15, 20 minutes for him to actually get in there. So it's exactly. not just a you thing. Well, that's nice to know because I'm, I just think I'm going crazy and um, I appreciate you letting me know it's not just me. It's a big issue. And that's why I'm so late on the call and I apologize for getting in late. Oh, but it's it, fine. It's just very frustrating. So here, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this question. Do you do the double tap, like a single finger double tap to try and get the keys in, uh, you know, when you're putting the code in? And then it no, comes I, I out have, because it's not fast enough or. No, I have some vision. So I just tap it and it says on the bottom, it'll come up call. So then I, you know, when I tap it, I call whether if I'm doing it from the. Um, well, no matter where I'm doing it from, I think it says call. So I tap on that and then it cycles in. Hmm. That's really weird. And okay. Can I just well, say though, you sound much clearer this way. Um, can I, can I just say that? I'm sorry, because you, you do. I, I just want you to know that you sound much clearer um, through the Zoom app than you do on the phone. So just thought I'd mention that. Oh, that's interesting. Thank you. Yeah, the Zoom app does give you a higher fidelity, but I understand that it's not an option for everyone, and it would be nice if the phone worked. Um, definitely best of luck, and uh, sorry we couldn't give you an exact answer. Thank you. No problem. I think we'll call today's episode, I don't know, or I don't have the answer. Who do we have next, Monica? <laughs> I'm going to jump down to a first-time question. Thank Annie. you. Hi, Annie. Hey, Annie. How you doing? You are muted, Annie. Okay. Why don't then I'll go to somebody else. And when she can unmute, she can tell us. We'll go to Beth. Hey, Beth. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have. I have a question. Um, I would. I went to NVDA and I listened to um, a church service online, and mm -hmm. um, I could quit the NVDA, but I couldn't um, quit the. Um, uh, churchers could see see it was um, you know I listened to part of it while riding my exercise bike and I wanted to shut it off but I had to turn the power off it went no matter what I did it when it wouldn't uh, with the audio was this in Chrome Chrome or uh, Edge it was uh, Chrome because um, system access NVDA works better with uh, Chrome. Okay, next time you're doing that, try pressing and holding Alt and Q for quit 
for about three seconds and then it should quit for you. Okay. Alt and Q. Yep. Alt Q for quit. Okay. All right. Give that a try and let us know if that works for you next time. Okay, Beth. Okay. Thanks. No problem. Annie's here. Hi, Annie. All right. Hey, Annie. I wanted to say to the iPhone 12 gal, when my um, phone starts getting glitchy like that, I just give it a good hard reboot. Um, and I've had that issue with the Zoom before, too. For some reason, it made me put a meeting ID in just one time. Um, I haven't had a problem since. That's all. I, I'm glad you said a hard reboot because I did think you were going to say toss against the wall. So thank yeah. you. For that. <laughs> well, here is a easy quick tip if people don't know how to get into all the settings to actually shut down their phone you can as long as you're updated you can use siri and say restart my device and then it will restart for you so that might be easier it'll shut it all the way down and bring it all the way back on again so that might be something to try so give that a whirl and we spent 95 seconds teaching someone how to do that a couple sundays ago and you just summarized it in 15 marty i like it (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Who do we have next, Monica? We have Sharon. Hey, Sharon. Hi, Hi Sharon. it's you again. Thank you. Um, I don't know how to use Safari very well, but if I search for something on there and it gives me several um, results, how do I get from one to another? Are you a voiceover user? Yes. Oh, yeah. You can, well, if you start from the top and then you swipe to the right, it takes you down through Safari from top to bottom. Uh, you could do two finger swipe down and that will also automatically go from the top and take you down through all of the things in order that are in front of you. And then if you have, do you know how to use the rotor by chance? Oh, sure. Sure. You can switch the rotor to headings. And if it's not in the rotor, when you use it, you would have to go into your settings and go to voiceover and go to the rotor and add headings into there. And then if you put it on headings, then you could swipe through to the headings that way. I I think what I mean is, let's say I go into a Google's uh, a result that they give me and I'm done with it. Then how do I get to the next one? (laughs) Gotcha. So in the lower left-hand corner, there should be a back button. And if all you hear is it say address bar collapsed, then double tap and that'll show the back button in the lower left-hand corner. Oh, and then I'll come back to the results. Yep. And then you can double tap on the next search result after you do what Marty said and switch to headings. You can just skip down to the next one. And then when you hear one, you're like, what's that description? Uh, You can use a single finger flick to the right and that'll uh, go to the next item and you can hear that and then flick back to the link and double tap. And then you can go back if you want as well. And one more quick tip, which might make it a little bit easier, but if it's just too chaotic for you, you can try hitting the reader mode button and that strips out kind of what you don't need and only has there what you do need. Just the text, basically. You would have to, yeah. And where is that? Like when you come into the search results? It's going to be in your uh, actual browser bar itself. Uh, On yours, I'm not exactly sure. Everyone's kind of got a little bit of a different setup, depending what version and all that you have, but it shouldn't be too hard to find. Oh, on the bottom. A quick way to go back is a two-finger scrub, which is the the Z gesture. I have a lot of trouble with that one. 
<laughs> yeah, a, a lot of people do. That's why I, I do, I do yeah. not bring it up as a first well, recommendation, you, but thank you, Joel. That's okay. a great suggestion. Um, okay. And then you can actually, um, if you double tap and expand that address bar at the bottom of the screen, yep. there's a reload button on the right side. If you single finger flick up, I believe that should get you to the rotor option or to the reader option. You can double tap on that. Oh, perfect. Okay. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you all. <laughs> no problem. Okay. And now I got to go try that gesture because it does not actually sound right, but I know there's a way to do it. So I may follow up with you. Stay tuned. Uh, who do we have next, Monica? You may have Annie. Yes, I asked this once before, and I don't think you knew. Um, is there a tutorial of some kind for voiceover? Because I am really struggling and I'm losing my sight and I know I'm going to need it eventually, but I just get so frustrated. I just say, Siri, turn off voiceover. Well, so, there. Oh, go, go ahead, for it, Marty. No, I was going to say go for it, Marty. I was going to recommend Shelley's book. There's a great book called iOS Access for All. And then I believe there are a couple of trainings as well. Marty, do you have any suggestions? Otherwise, I'm sure other people in here do. Yeah, I was going to suggest going into the settings where voiceover is. So it'd be uh, settings, accessibility, voiceover, and there's a practice in there. And uh, that allows you to practice the gestures. You turn it on and you try to practice your gestures for five minutes and try and get used to it. And then if it drives you nuts, turn it off. But it's a good way to go through all the gestures, practice without feeling like you're going to mess something up or anything like that. Um, and also, you know, you don't necessarily need to know every single gesture, learn what you need, swiping to the right, swiping to the left, you know, two single finger and two finger double tap, things like that. And try not to make it too overwhelming for you. Maybe one gesture a day or one gesture every couple of days, something like that. And uh, you could always email us and we can try and help you find some resources as well. Okay, next we have Herbie. All right. So just for anybody that might be interested, because I'm hearing all these questions about voiceover and things like that. Um, one of the, well, actually the topic tonight on my Apple Bytes call is going to be the voiceover settings. And so I'm going to be talking about the ways you can do things like uh, customize your rate, uh, different gestures, like how you can customize the rotor, what all the different sounds mean, things like that. So um, I don't know if that'll be uh, useful to the, I think it was Annie who asked about a tutorial for voiceover, but uh, it might be something you can give a try. And that is definitely on the community call list. If you get the emails that way, I think some of you get the uh, link to this call from a different source. And um, if that's the case, then if you subscribe to community at acb.org, or if you are a BITS member, then you will have also gotten the link that way. And uh, you'll get the uh, daily emails. But um, and um, voiceover does also have, you know, I, I think Michael mentioned, I, sorry, it's multitasking. I'm learning from the best here, guys. But uh, there is like the voiceover help with the four finger uh, quadruple tap that you can practice gestures on as well. So and anyway, I just thought I'd uh, mention that out there. And no, I don't do well with that gesture with safari too i find it a lot easier just to find the back button when i want to go back a page so you still here sweetie perfect thank you herbie appreciate it 
and he just dropped, oh, dropped someone the mic. Just fell out of I, their chair. I, I, I figured he just dropped the mic, thinking he was he was no, done. No, that was there. my keyboard clunking <laughs> on the desk. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I'm uh, still here. Don't don't. Yeah. I mean, do worry. I mean, don't worry. I don't know what. Which <laughs> Who do we have next, Monica? <laughs> we'll go to Marie. Hi, Marie. Hey, Marie. How you doing? Hi. How are you guys? Good. Good. Thank you. Okay, just a quick note. Uh, you can also perform the scrub gesture by clicking your finger up and down quickly. You don't have to do the Z huh. Good gesture. To know. So try huh. that. Just quickly flick your finger up and down on the screen, and that usually will, will activate the scrub gesture. But what I wanted to ask you about, and this is really strange, uh, I haven't, I haven't run across somebody else that's been able to help me. Uh, I've tried Google. I've looked almost everything I can think of. Sometimes when I'm in a Zoom call, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I will hear a message that says, you are sharing computer sound. And when that happens, I can hear everybody in the call just fine. They can hear me. But when I tab around, JAWS will not speak at all. And it's not just JAWS. I've, worked, I've tried it with NVDA and Narrator, and all of the screen readers just are they're just disabled somehow. And sometimes, now this is really strange. Sometimes I can go into the participants list and then escape out of it. And momentarily I will be able to get my screen reader back. But then when that message will pop up again, you're sharing computer sound, it will stop. It doesn't happen in every call. I have my own room. When I go in there, it never happens. Uh, it happened last night in the middle of an iBug call that I was actually facilitating and we were halfway through the call an hour into the call before I got that message. It's that just really strange. strange. Yeah. And I tried it, like I said, with NVDA and narrator. So I it did the same with all three. So all three, uh, so it's not screen reader dependent. Um, do you have the, I imagine you have the latest zoom update on your computer. Correct? I do. Yes. I updated zoom. I'm running Windows 10, the latest edition of that, mm -hmm. and JAWS 2023, the latest NVDA and narrator. So um, there is, I wonder if you go, nope. I tried so, going into screen sharing, and it is not checked to share sound. Gotcha. That's another thing I tried. Uh, Marie, this is Chanel, and I think this happens when people like Michael always starts his screen share really early. I think that's what happened last night. I think it was about the time when Michael started screen. He sharing. always starts it early and it always, it, it kind of throws people uh, off. At least uh, it throws me because off. I heard not somebody, Michael here, the other Michael. The, right. I heard somebody else's computer say you're sharing, uh, you're sharing computer sound and it wasn't mine. I heard, and then you I lost heard it on speech, the call. Like none of your speech. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, I could hear every. I could hear everything going on in the call. I could right, hear. Right, but you people. lost your jaws, your text to speech. Right. Right. Yes. Are, and are you a jaws user? Yes. Next time this happens, try pressing jaws key space and then F four and see if speech comes back about three seconds later or so. Okay. Okay. Because what that does is the layered command. Yeah, okay. put in the layered command and just hit F four without any other modifiers, and that'll mm -hmm. force Jaws to exit and restart. And I wonder if something in the screen sharing process, when someone else shares their screen, is locking Jaws up. 
Well, okay, because like I happens, say, it was happening to somebody else. Is you lose the ability to use your menu item buttons. Uh, that happens from time to time as well. So mm -hmm. that could also be that it's not necessarily a JAWS issue. It's that when screen sharing happens, you lose the ability to be able to actually control the menu items and things like that. I've mm -hmm. seen that happen to a lot of people. So okay, until thanks. the screen sharing is over, then all of a sudden you get your controls back. Uh-huh. And, okay. and you can try using alt grave accent, which is the key to the yeah. left of the mm -hmm. one key. And that might right. take you back to the zoom controls and let JAWS respond again. Okay. So that was alt and that and grave grav, accent. Grave yep. accent. Okay. Thank you guys a bunch. No problem. Hopefully <laughs> one of those this random been ideas helps. Me crazy. <laughs> Come back and let us know if something helps. Okay. All right. Well, we will. Thanks. Appreciate it. We've got about 12 minutes left. Do we have any other hands, Monica? We don't hear, I don't hear Monica. Oh, nope. okay. Oh, there you are. There you go. Well, the person I was calling on, well, okay, we'll go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing good. Thank you. So Herbie um, brought up a uh, pet peeve of mine. I mean, Herbie talking about Apple bits brought up a pet peeve. Um, a relative newbie with um, voiceover. And I've got speaking rate in my rotor. I'm looking for a more granular, like it, like it does it by um, whenever I adjust the speaking rate. It's not like I have to do that all the time, but sometimes I want it faster, sometimes slower. So, but it, but it goes in in tens, and I want a more granular adjustment. So this so uh, this is what you have to do. You have to go into settings. And then accessibility voiceover, and then go to where the let there's a, a like a bar there for oh, how fast or slow slider. you want the slider to be. Mm -hmm. If you just if you go to it and you flick up or flick down, it's going to go by tens. But if you double click and hold your finger on it, then you can move it by one or two or five. Although I will tell you, it takes a little bit of practice and it also doesn't move slowly it bounces all over so you gotta just try and get used to doing it but if you want to change it from doing tens you got to double click and hold and then it will move it in less or more than tens and you'll just have to kind of figure out where you want it to go and go from there and oh, it, nice. uh, it is a little frustrating because it's so sensitive it kind of bounces all over but if you get used to it you can try and get it a little more granular so you're so sorry Maury. i'm I'm a guy, so I'm, you know, generally kind of a doofus. But when you say double click and hold, so on the screen, on the second tap, I would hold. Correct. And then you'll, on that lever, and then you'll see, you'll be able, it'll move around in less than tens or more than tens. It'll just kind of go all over at first. But once you get used to it, you'll have a little more control over it. But it's still not great. But it's yeah, better but than only doing tens one or the other way, up or down. Gotcha. Well, it's kind of, well, it's kind of a goopy oversight, but thank you so much for the uh, tip. I'll give it a try. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things where, you know, you got to write in and if enough people write in about it and complain about it, maybe they'll figure out a better way to do it. But for now we're kind of stuck with what it is. 
10 for you guys. Have a good one. And you're at 51 past the hour. All right. We just have a couple minutes left. Let's try and get one more in. Sevilla. And I might not be saying it right. Hey. Um, hi. Hi. How you doing? Um, I'm doing great. This is a great group. And let me turn off my voice. First. I'm in my uh, jaws. It's just dropping. Okay. My question is... Um, on Outlook, uh, what is a keyboard shortcut to like get a little more information on the email? So you're on in the inbox instead of having to open it. And even when I do open it, I can't find, for example, the email address or uh, it doesn't read me the date and time of when it was sent, you know, things like that. Are you using JAWS? Uh, yes, Fusion or whatever. Uh, Fusion, okay. So I don't remember the keystroke off the top of my head. If you send us an email, we can follow up with you to feedback at unmute.show because there is some keystrokes that will give you that those details without having to open it. Um, but try JAWS key or uh, insert slash caps lock and the letter W and see if you can find that when you're in your inbox. And that might come up with the keystroke list there. So insert caps lock W. Well, insert or caps lock, depending on which whichever oh, right. key you use for your oh, JAWS exactly. key, that and W. Okay. And then again, in the Gmail app on the phone, um, you know, uh, like under the name of the center, when you open the email, there's mm -hmm. supposed to be a little arrow, which will open up, but without uh, voiceover. I don't know how to get to that with voiceover, but you can, uh, you know, have, have it read the uh, email address and all. Oh, in the in the Gmail web app, is that what you're talking about? No, um, the app on the phone. Oh, okay. Um, if you double tap on the person's name, does it show you their email address? Have you tried that by chance? I've tried everything, double tapping and trying to swipe and up and down, and all. Tell you what, it doesn't uh, friend, get you to. Yeah, friend of the show, Demasi uses the Gmail app quite regularly on iOS. So I'll check with him and see if he has any tips to get the email address for you. Yeah, I always have to turn the voiceover off and somehow try to Zoom or help ask somebody to read it or whatever. Gotcha. Not do it. Voice. All right. Well, thank well, you. There are some great tips. And I guess it's my first time, but I can't wait to join and, and also subscribe to the podcast. Well, we All appreciate right. well, welcome it. Just... And thanks for coming. We appreciate it. Thank you. And I do hope to join Herbie's uh, uh, group at, at 7 p.m. up Central. Uh, that's 8 p.m. Eastern, I guess, right? Yep, okay. 8 p.m. Eastern. All right. Thank you. No problem. Thanks a lot, Monica. In the last two minutes, let's take one more hand if we have one. Catherine? Hi, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. I did you get doing? your email, and I will send this over to you here in a few minutes. Oh, Thank you so much. Um, that's not why I was asking a question. Um, I wanted to know, is there a, a verbal tutorial for the um, uh, NLS um, uh, uh, Braille um, device? The e-reader? The e-reader. Um, e yep. Um, so there was a, and I, I'm, I'm, not remembering the lady's name and I feel bad because she's uh, great at the tutorials. But if you do a search for NLS e-reader in YouTube, there is a playlist with, I want to say 12 to 18 different videos that talk you through the different options on the e-reader and how you can get started with it and uh, start, start using it. Okay. 
Oh, wonderful, because some of us learn best with speech before we go just to all braille. Thank Judy, you so much. Judy Dixon, I, I think, did it. Uh, but uh, yeah. Okay, well, great. Thank you so much. Have no a great problem. day. It's good to talk to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day as well. Okay, bye. And with that, we are out of time, unfortunately. So if we missed your email, I mean, if we missed your hand, then you can either email us or catch us next week. Michael, you have anything in closing you'd like to say before we close this up? I do. Uh, a lot of us are going to be traveling this summer, and hopefully we can connect in Schomburg if you're going to be there. Um, and while you're traveling, the security of your digital life is very important. We're going to be dropping an episode on Thursday to the podcast app where Demasi and I will sit down and talk to you, especially about the warning that the FBI provided related to using um, USB charging cables and, and USB connections in airports and, and what you can do to avoid having to go find one of those and always keep your devices charged. Uh, so tune into the podcast for that. It sounds like I'll be talking Mac GPT on Sunday and we will be back next week. Unmute presents on your favorite podcast app. Marty, how do they contact us and close it out? If you want to contact us, you can email us at feedback at unmute.show. So that's feedback at unmute.show. And uh, right after this, we have A Lady Games with Lucy. So that's a great one. Check that out. And Herbie's going to be doing more Apple Bits, Bytes stuff about voiceover tonight. So go check that out. All the info's in the email that got sent out today. Everyone have a great rest of the week and we'll see you next week. Thanks.